Hi, everyone. Welcome back for episode 58 of the Simply Golden Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we've got the show for you. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, hey. Look. It's not wrong. No. It's right. All facts, no printer. <laughs> so, we, uh, we fucked up. No. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it yeah. depends. I can cons- I consider this a win. <laughs> in my book. The uh spoilers. Well, I mean, it was still on on the list of what we needed to see, so. That's fair. We still ticked something off. Either way, we uh Easter weekend got in the way. We didn't get to go see Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. So instead, we watched uh Tetris yeah. on Apple TV Plus with uh Taron Edgerton. I was getting ready to just <laughs> give my review real quick. There, I had to go. Oh, wait, wait. That's something we do later in the show. Yeah, but, uh, but, but, uh, but yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah. No, it, uh, I've got it all written right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, before we give our thoughts on that shit, we, uh, we have to talk about the new potential PlayStation controller of the future. Oh. Do you see about that? No. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, Harry Potter is getting the HBO treatment. Okay. I did hear about that. Trailers for both Across the Spider-Verse and Barbie. Uh, DC found its writer for Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. And uh, all of the news that we got out of Star Wars Celebration. Yes. So. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they actually called me Swamp Thing in high school. <laughs> hmm? 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 Oh, look out, everybody. Here comes Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> you just got a fucking pack of cats following you around <laughs> meowing. <laughs> <laughs> You can't stop for too long or they'll start eating through your jeans. <laughs> that is horrendous. That is foul. <laughs> you just look like Linus from the fucking peanuts. <laughs> you just got dust and dirt flying Stink around. lines. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're ready, let's jump into it. Let's hop right in. <laughs> All right. So starting with the uh, patent here. So Sony registered a patent for a controller that is capable of changing temperature based on player actions and gameplay. The patent lists a few concepts that would, quote, enrich haptic experiences, which, you know, they've kind of been leaning into the haptic feedback on their controllers. So you figure, mm-hmm. like, the, the pressure-sensitive controllers yeah. where it, like, changes mm-hmm. uh, resistance and things like that to kind of simulate... Like you know, pulling back a bow and pulling arrow. Pulling back the bow and arrow. And then, like, on some of the shooters, it'll, like, click back at your finger, like mm-hmm. the kickback of the gun, things mm-hmm. like that, right? Well, so, it, well, yeah, so like I said, it would, quote, enrich haptic experiences, end quote, with the help of a soft, quote, elastically deformable sensor component. What'd you call me? You heard me. So the example here is, uh, if placed that elastic material, if placed on the front of a pad, the sensor would detect when the player is deforming the controller by twisting it, rubbing it, crushing it, or pressing on it. It's like bop it. And then the temperature control apparatus would allow the controller to become hotter or colder, depending on the player's actions and most likely gameplay scenarios. And the patent offers the example of, quote, the temperature control apparatus may be controlled, uh, may be controlled such that the larger the amount of deformation, so, you know, twisting, crushing, whatever on the controller, uh, the higher the temperature becomes. This allows the user to feel the temperature change corresponding to deformation. Hmm. Uh, another advanced feature proposed in the patent is the potential of using a combination of, quote, magnetic fluid and electric slash magnetic fields to change the shape and hardness of the soft parts of the theoretical controller. Oh, that sounds kind of trippy. Yeah. And now, obviously, this is, like, way off from being, like, 
a real controller. Right. But the fact that these are all ideas that they're like at least this intrigued enough with them that they're like, we're going to go ahead and patent Yeah, this that. is something that we think we can do. Yeah. <clears throat> and it might never make it out where they just, ah, we just can't make that part mm-hmm. work. But I think there's aspects to that that definitely have promise. No. Um, like, I think the temperature control is a really neat idea. Yeah. I don't know how you would do that, but you that's not to, my job. You have to find something where it can withstand the heat. Right. Well, and you don't want it to like, what if there's a flaw that it overheats, right, you know, and, and it's burning cool people? Down. Or how would you cool it how down? Do you cool it down? Right. Yeah. Do you put fans in it? I don't know how that works. Right. And how do you like? What does the battery life look like on this controller? Right. You know what I mean. Uh, I do like the idea of pieces of it being like parts of the controller being elastic. On the diagrams, it kind of looked like the parts where you would put your hands. Mm-hmm. You know, the little sticky out parts would be that elastic deformable that you could squish it and stuff. So like maybe when you're, I don't know how you'd work it into like puzzles or different gameplay mechanics you squish the controller to do things i don't know mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. um yeah i know that they've always been kind of like well we've got the little swipe pad that you can use to do stuff sure. with things like that um different ways that they can try and Make emulate more the, the, the stuff you're doing yeah exactly might be a little gimmicky but i think it's interesting that they're you know at least taking swings i would say i think it's worth a shot at least yeah uh the rest of our news is pretty pretty slim until we get to the star wars celebration <clears> so it's kind <throat> of a quick shot through here so I mentioned the Harry Potter treatment or the HBO treatment on Harry Potter. Yeah. So Bloomberg has reported that a Harry Potter series is quote nearing a deal, and mm-hmm. that comes from one of their sources that is quote near to the uh, scenario, the situation. Oh. So, okay. Um, What's the situation? <laughs> What's the situation? So HBO would cover a single book per season. Is the concept? <laughs> the fuck was that? It's a lot. It's a lot to cover, man. Well, that's why they're doing a book per season. That's kind of what they did with Game of Thrones as well, Mm. to an extent. I still got to watch that. Yeah. Uh, Other publications, such as IGN, uh, were stating that their sources are saying that the deal's not anywhere near finished, but they do all seem to agree that, like, this is something that's being heard. Okay. You know, like, whether it's like Bloomberg saying where, oh, shit, like any day now we're going to get the announcement. Or like IGN saying, uh, I don't think it's that close. Yeah, it's not there, but... But they all agree that, yeah, yeah, no, that is something that's being talked about. Yeah. Um, and I've seen other statements that, like, J.K. Rowling would be on board, but only uh, in an executive producer role. Uh, you know, she's not going to be, like, writing the show or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, but, so, who knows? She's got big monies. Yeah. But... If you I got money, you got power. Mm-hmm. If you got, got power, power, you got bitches. And I still got no bitches. <laughs> Proverbs 315. You know, <laughs> if you got power. If you got money, you got power. If you got power, you got bitches. <laughs> and the Lord deemed it so. Um, no, I, uh, I'm i interested. I, I mean, you know. but uh, I I'm don't curious know. of how they're going to be. Because I'm like, oh, like Daniel Radcliffe is mm-hmm. Harry Potter to me. Yeah. Like there's no one else. Well, that's the hard part, right? It's like, it, I think it runs into the same thing of like the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. getting new movies. Those are all pretty iconic films. Uh, I don't know how you... That's the problem that we run yeah, into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know how... I mean, yeah, you run into the issue of, like, Elijah Wood is Frodo, mm-hmm. and, like, I've those are all good movies. Sure. And they're all held to high enough esteem that, like, it feels like a, you're setting yourself up for disappointing people. Yeah. You know? And I think the fans of, Star, of, of uh, I almost said Star Wars, of Harry Potter hold those movies really closely. Yeah. And... I don't know how. Yeah, you're not just like a naturally a Potter fan, right? Yeah, like you're a diehard Potter fan. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, most people aren't like, yeah, they're, you know, they're, yeah, oh, they, yeah, people are movies. either like, yeah, they're all right, or Harry Potter is my blood source. Come to die. <laughs> Uh, no, so I don't know, man. I think that's a big swing. <clears throat> yeah, I like if it, to see if it happens, how it goes, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll take a peek yeah. at it, but I've seen memes of like <laughs> it being just over sexualized. <laughs> <laughs> Are you scared, Potter? And he's like, Yes, Daddy Draco, I am. He's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, Hmm? <laughs> Engorgio. <laughs> just trying to give me a piece of that Weasley, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh man. Anyways, there was a Barbie trailer. Yeah, there was, and I just watched it. Yeah, like literally just now. Because mm-hmm. you were like, uh, I haven't seen no, it. I haven't seen it. It was it, pretty good. It was pretty, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was, uh, I liked. There's the, a lot of famous people in it. Yeah, there was Will Ferrell, yeah. I noticed. And yeah. uh, someone else, I, I can't remember their name. Uh, Simu Liu was in there. Yes. Which I knew that he had a role, but I didn't really. It seems like he's going to have kind of like a the, larger maybe role. Maybe the main antagonist of Ken. Uh, Ken's, yeah. Um, which I'd be excited to see that. Mm hmm. But I liked how... And Michael Sarah was in there. Yeah. I liked how fake... Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed like when she stepped out of the heels, her feet were still like that, yeah. like the Barbie dolls. Yeah. Or when, uh, like, the car itself looks very fake. fake. Like, they're and, too and big for it. And she's not touching. She's she's yeah. looking around as she's driving and just yeah. going straight. So it really does seem like it'll be... she. They are literally toys. the toys. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like a Toy Story thing. What if Angie's coming? Hmm? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Will Ferrell. So I'm thinking, like, is Will Ferrell like? He looks like he's an executive person, right? And so it's like, is he? Is this going to become meta? I like, figured out he, that or he's the mayor. I, I don't know. No, it like seems an, like he's antagonist. It looks like because it seems like they're going to the real world, and that's why you know uh, Ken is like, mm. I'm coming with you, Barbie. You mm. know, and so I don't know what what the hell's going on there, but I wonder if it's going to become a bit meta of like Ooh. Barbie comes out and they want to make her a movie or whatever. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty interesting. But I did like seeing all the different Kens. And there's that fun little joke that 21 Jump Street did already of beat you off with both hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll beat you off. I'll beat you both off. But they're talking about a beach off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll beat you both off. <laughs> like, hmm? Hmm? And Barbie, no one will be beaching anybody off. <laughs> and you're like, Fuck. <laughs> Why am I here? On, Why Barbie. am I paying this money? Yeah. <laughs> and I like when, when he's in the back, or when he says, I thought I'd stay the night tonight. She's like, why? And he's like, because we're, we're, we're boyfriend Because we're girlfriend boyfriend. But he doesn't say the D's. Because we're girlfriend boyfriend. Because <laughs> we're girlfriend boyfriend. And she's like, and do what? And he's like, I have no idea. I, I honestly have no idea. So I do want, like, they, if that's just little girls playing with him, then, mm-hmm. you know, that I'd stay the night. Why? Because we're boyfriend girlfriend. And do what? Do what? I don't, uh, I don't actually know. Sleep? Yeah, I guess you just stay the night. Sleep. I don't know. I guess slumber party. <laughs> Uh, but no, so I think it looks funny. I like everybody that's involved. Mm-hmm. I was skeptical when I heard they were going to make a Barbie movie. No, I was, I was but, excited for it. But you know, once I started hearing everybody that was in it, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then even their first teaser trailer of the <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey and it's little girls playing with <laughs> yeah. Barbie or baby dolls. That was funny. Instead of chimpanzees with bones. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, we also got a, a pretty good look at Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. That I think kind of gives us a better idea of what the... Conflict the, is. Yeah. So it seems like potentially the conflict is that either something tragic is supposed to happen to Miles that he's trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, it, it'll risk everything because the whole point of, like, the Spider-Man story is that, like, you have this loss and it turns you into something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, <laughs> I've got to level with you guys. I don't <laughs> don't want that. Because uh, he makes the... the What's his name? Miguel O'Hara. 
who is Spider-Man oh. 2099, mm-hmm. makes a comment of like, you know, you're trying to save one person and it'll risk everything, you know. And Miles is like, I, I can try and do both. Like, I can do both. Spider-Man always, you know, makes it work. And he's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. And so it seems like it's that idea of kind of like a butterfly effect or rippling thing of like, you can't, you got to let this person go or you got to let this sacrifice happen. We haven't seen his dad in the trailer in this one. Do you think? Yeah, we saw him in this one. At the beginning, yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, what looks did. like the cookout and then the, the parent-teacher conference. <clears throat> do you think they're going to do anything with that? I mean, his dad dies in the video game with Miles Morales. So, so I mean, makes sense. Like, yeah. he already lost his uncle, so now, like, losing his dad, mm-hmm. he doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and it does seem like they're kind of expanding on the theme of the first movie, which was like, you know, you don't have to be, you know, stop trying to be whatever you think other people want you to be and just be, be who you want you, to be. You know? And this is another step of that of like they're telling him what his plan is right you know and i think that'll pan out of like now he's maybe getting into college age and things like that right there's like a plan for you right of like well you got to do this and then this and then this you know you get you go to college you get the good jobs you can have kids and then you can pay off the college yep you know and then you'll have grandkids and then you'll die and And you'll get to retire and enjoy the last seven years of your life (laughs) there's some realness in that yeah no, like legitimately, you know, no, that's and that's, that's like air quotes, the plan. Right. And so I think there's a bit of miles. I'm like, I don't know. That's don't know the plan. That, you know, yeah. that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound cash money. And so I think that'll be a bit of the conflict of like internally and with his parents, as well as with obviously all the spider people mm-hmm. similar to the first movie. I hope it's not similar to the first movie. You know what I mean? Right. We're like, okay, we're doing this again. Yeah. Um, but I do. I'm not opposed to the idea of expanding on that idea. Mm hmm. But I don't know. Show the trailer to my mom and dad, and they're like, that looks stupid. And I was like, you look stupid. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. If, <laughs> you couldn't tell if it was art if it spit you in the fucking face. <laughs> you wouldn't know art if it had its finger in your ass. Like, pardon? <laughs> All right. James Mangold, who is the director of Logan, uh, Ford v. Ferrari. Yes. Uh, fucking... Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, yes. which we got a trailer for, by the by. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, you did. You watched it with me. Oh, okay. Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> I thought you meant like a new one. A after newer that. one. No, no, no. Uh, I forgot to put that in the news here, but because I kind of thought it would be wrapped up in Star Wars Celebration because that's where it came mm-hmm. out of. But um, yeah, pretty good trailer for that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Indiana Jones and man. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of new footage, I don't think. No, we see a good shot of him like the de-aging that they do yeah there was a couple shots that like i said i paused at one point and was like that's harrison ford in blade runner uh then you know the original blade runner but there's that scene again where like the he's riding on the horse in the subway it looks so bad i don't know man it's like come on you're doing this good you know well, i'd rather than put more money towards the i guess like that de-aging is much the de-aging is way more impressive than the horse is not yeah you know what i mean the trailer's over, and I didn't go, oh, damn, did you see him on the horse? I went, fuck, did you see how they de-aged him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got a feeling that it's going to be a lot of uh, backstory. Flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, got yeah. A, I, I could see them definitely pulling a lot of strings on that. Sure. Well, and I think it makes sense from a, first of all, just a, an ability standpoint of like, mm, Harrison Ford can't do a ton of his own action right now. Right. So we'll put his face on an actor. And do some classic indie stuff, fighting Nazis and, you know, and all that good stuff. That's all I want to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just Harrison Ford beating up Nazis. <laughs> Speaking of, what about that trailer for Sisu in front of John Wick? Where's that? Oh, that was he Finnish? Was it Finnish or I feel like it was Finn the Finns? He was a Finnish special ops, and he's fucking he he finds all that gold. Yeah, he's trying to get to the bank, and he gets stopped by a group of Nazis that look like they're maybe <laughs> defects or you know leftovers after the war, mm-hmm. and he just starts killing them hard as one does. <laughs> like that that shot where he throws a landmine end over end and it oh lands my. on the dude's face. Yeah, dude, just, just turns into paste. <laughs> I was like, my god. Morgan was like, this looks up your alley. And I think one of the like blurbs in it was like, the most fun you'll have watching Nazis get <laughs> killed, you know? And you're like, yes. Yes. But uh, all of that, to get back around to James Mangold, uh, he just casually confirmed that he is working on Swamp Thing for the DCU. Yes. Uh, while talking to Collider about something that we'll mention later. <clears throat> he says, the truth is I'm working, I'm writing both right now, speaking on Swamp Thing and a Star Wars project. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows what's going to happen and what's going to blossom first or second. I'm acknowledging I'm doing Swamp Thing. There's your scoop. It's not a rumor. It's happening. Because <laughs> uh, there was a rumor back in February because he'd posted some pictures of Swamp Thing mm-hmm. on like Instagram or Twitter and everybody was like, <laughs> Swamp Thing? Is he writing it? And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, It definitely feels like he wasn't supposed to say that, but then he said it and was just like, yeah, fuck you. There, there you go. I said it. There's your scoop. Have it. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Suck nuts. Here's your bone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. I mean, he's a great writer, uh, Logan. And I, I think we he's already proven that like he can respect a comic book character. Oh, absolutely. You know, because he did Wolverine. Or is it just called The Wolverine? The second like Wolverine movie, basically? I think so. Because there's X- X-Men Origins and then there was just Wolverine and then Logan. Yeah. And he did Wolverine and Logan. Wolverine was pretty okay, right, yeah. you know, but Logan is fucking art. Really brought it home. And so I'm excited to see what he does with... Uh, with something at DC, with Swamp Thing. Yeah. I think he's got the benefit of Swamp Thing not being as, like, commercial of a character. <laughs> you think we're going to see Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing? Swamp Pussy. Swamp Pussy. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want this smoke, you know? Oh, 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 sorry, I'm trying to get my screen balanced out here so I can bring up everything out of fucking Star Wars Celebration. Okay, let's see. Oh, easy there, baby girl. Hmm? Fucking wrong article came up. God damn it. My mind is just a piece of shit this morning. <laughs> Fucking Jesus dude. Christ. Son of a bitch. God damn it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he goes, Tony, would you do me your kindness? He goes, leave, please. <laughs> all right, I just don't want to be coming in and out of the door all day. And he's like, it really doesn't matter to me at, at this juncture. And he slams the door as he leaves. And he goes, don't slam the fucking door. No more. <laughs> like, my God. And I love that he just sits there rubbing his head for a while. And he just goes, and look, I'm going to give a give a clue here. It's going to be very hot. <laughs> it's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. It's no bullshit, we don't including want, me. Yeah, we don't want any more bullshit from anybody. That includes me. <laughs> All right, here. Back in. So this is starting with uh, the Star Wars celebration. Mm-hmm. So Lucasfilm announces three. This is I'm getting this from IGN. They mm-hmm. kind of do a nice consolidation of all the news. Uh, Lucasfilm announces three live action Star Wars movies from directors Dave Filoni, James Mangold, and Charmaine Obeid Chinoy. So uh, you know we haven't had a movie since Rise of Skywalker in mm-hmm. 2019, which did pretty mid. 
I mean, it's slop. It still made money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not yeah. like... But in comparison to other Star Wars movies, it didn't do that Weird. well. And then review-wise, it wasn't very Mm-mm. well-received. But they're coming back to the <laughs> next at bat, right? Yeah. So James Mangold uh, is creating a film that will, quote, go back to the dawn of the Jedi. And he kind of compared it to a biblical drama mm-hmm. about the origins of the Force and... And the the beginning, like it says, the dawn of the Jedi. Yeah. And so I'm kind of interested in that. Uh, yeah, that would be cool uh, to see. It's supposed to be like 25,000 years before anything else that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that it's like, while it will have massive, um, you know, uh, I guess, impact on the, the lore and the world at large. Sure. On a small scale, you can do whatever you want with it. Right. right? It, it doesn't impact. You, yeah. You can do anything. Yeah, because there's 25,000 years between that and the next thing. Right. Right, and so it doesn't really matter as far as a, a, a character basis. So J- uh, Dave Filoni, who's most famously for, uh, you know, he's most famous for the animated stuff, as well as the more recent Disney Plus series like Ahsoka mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. Uh, he's making a, f- he's directing a film that's going to explore, uh, basically, it's a focus on the New Republic, uh, among many other things. And it's kind of being described as like, the natural conclusion to the Mandalorian stuff. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's going to be a little bit of a end game esque, like going to tie in the Ahsoka and the Mandalorian right. and maybe book of Boba Fett uh, and I'll wrap it up into here's what it was heading towards. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then Charmina Bay Chinoy. This is the one that I'm kind of the most like, really? Mm. <laughs> Only because it was the biggest surprise for me. Uh, he's an Academy Award and Emmy Award winning director behind like he was on Ms. Marvel Saving Face and a lot uh, and much more he's leading a film quote set after the events of Rise of Skywalker and it's going to feature Daisy Ridley back as Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order yeah Uh, I I believe it's supposed to be about 15 years on so uh, as mentioned above uh, or you know as I just mentioned Daisy Ridley is officially returning to Star Wars as Rey in a new movie set 15 years Uh, she says or sorry, Charmin says, I've always been attracted to the hero's journey and the fact that the world needs many more heroes. And the excitement was almost too much for, for Daisy Ridley. She says, my heart is pounding uh, on stage there. Mm-hmm. I'm very thrilled to be continuing this journey. You figure she probably was in a spot of like, at the end of the Star Wars movies of like, I just don't know, man. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Because The Last Jedi was really divisive. You know, you either hated really liked that movie it. or hated it. Uh, and then The Rise of Skywalker, I think, Kind Everyone of fell like, in the Ooh. middle. Yeah. It was like mid to bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know many people that were like, fuck, dude. I love yeah, Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Heat. I think we've talked about it on here before, but it people that didn't like The Last Jedi also didn't like The Rise of Skywalker. And people that did like The Last Jedi didn't Still like didn't Rise like of Skywalker because yeah. it didn't correct anything that people didn't like and it didn't stick with the things that people did like. It mm-hmm. just kind of fell in the middle. Uh, stupid definition of mid. So I think she's probably like, first of all, I wonder how much money they sent her. And second of all, I wonder, you know, is it a money thing or is it like she read a script and was like, now, wait a minute, <laughs> there's something here. I mean, I'd hope she read the script. You know, she's like a big Star Wars fan and wanted to do it. Yeah, I was like, no, wait a God. Yeah. This sounds like a, a chance at redemption for, for the, <laughs> the character story and for the story. Mm-hmm. So Kathleen Kennedy says that new Star Wars films are pretty far along in development. So. Uh, she said that the three newly announced movies are pretty far along. Uh, she spoke to IGN, actually, and said that the new films from Dave Filoni, uh, Charmin, and James Mangold aren't just ideas that are being thrown around, but they've been in development for a considerable amount of time. Mm-hmm. So they managed to keep it under wraps pretty well. 
She says, we're pretty far along. These are things, as you can imagine, certainly looking at what Dave's been doing with Ahsoka, that'll be at least six, seven years building to what it's, uh, what it is we're going to be doing in a movie. So she's got a point there of like, they've kind of had to plan towards this. Yeah. You know, with, like she said, seven years by the time it gets here of, of shows mm-hmm. leading up to the movie. Uh, and so they just managed to keep it under wraps. I know that there'd been rumors that Dave Filoni was going to be directing a movie. Sure. Um, but I mean, no, as far as I know, nothing ever yeah, got nothing. out of rumor territory other than, Ooh, Dave Filoni's making a movie maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody had the idea that it would be a Disney plus show turned into movie. Right. You know, yeah. Where it's going to rely kind of heavily on people having watched Seen the show. The Mandalorian. Book or at least Boba. understand what, mm-hmm. what that is. Uh, Star Wars is finally, uh, getting back to the old Republic. So the old Republic is returning to canon. It says, nice. So, yeah, they kind of showed, it was that picture I showed you of the timeline, basically, yeah. that gives you an idea of what all, uh, everything is there. Oh, fuck. Twitter's opening up. It always gets fucky when a Twitter opens up. Safe! It came Safe. right to the tweet. Nine times out of ten, when I click a linked tweet, it just takes me to Twitter. Yeah. But not to the tweet. Right. So, I just want to show you the, or, or look at the picture here. So, there was an outline uh, that they put up that was basically a timeline of everything being mm-hmm. covered. Uh, over these movies. And there was the Dawn of the Jedi, which was the early James Mangold movie. And then the Old Republic, the High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, the New Republic, and Rise of the First Order. Uh, and then the New Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they include the Old Republic up there is like, <laughs> all right, that actually happened. Right. Right. At least in some some fashion. It might not be exactly like it is in the games or in sure. the books, but at least that concept exists. Uh, which made a lot of people happy because that's one of the things that like everybody everyone loves is the old republic. Sorry. So he yeah, and this is kind of another bit tidbit about uh, Dave Filoni. Um, he said that <laughs> basically it's a complicated answer. On everybody was like, you know, is it is it end game of Star Wars? Um, he said that he thinks of the movie as a period where the movie is set as less of a Mandalorian area and more as the New Republic uh, period. He goes, I don't know if I'd call it a finale. I think of the time period now as the New Republic time period, and it's something that has existed long before we were ever making the Mandalorian. The idea that after Return of the Jedi there was a New Republic and that the heroes still had to defend that Republic from the Remnant Empire is a very old idea that we brought into the first season of the Mandalorian because it's what was always there. Right. So basically, like, I mean, it just makes sense that, like, if there's a new republic, the empire didn't just disappear overnight, right? Right, and we kind of talked about it a little bit uh, relating to Ahsoka, where Thrawn is existing mm-hmm. in Ahsoka. I think the Dave Filoni movie will be heir to the empire. Yeah, and it's going to be because Ahsoka even name drops that phrase exactly heir to the empire. that Thrawn's coming back as an heir to the empire, um, and so I think Thrawn's going to come out of the dark reaches of space and try and reignite the empire what's left i am the glue that holds this family together (laughs) get back to the fucking death star (laughs) uh so yeah uh heir to the empire was a book in the 90s i believe Mm -hmm. that was like a a quote-unquote sequel uh to the movies Mm -hmm. and so i think it'll be interesting to see if that's exactly what they do and i we kind of talked about the idea of them using heir to the empire to kind of like bridge the gap between the (laughs) the new republic era and the sequels of like here's why there's a clones of Snoke down in that pit. Right. And here's how the Emperor, quote, somehow returned. <laughs> Speaking of, believe it or not, I wrote the original script for Heir to the Empire, but the original name for it was Hair 
of the Empire. And it was about Thrawn. And just looking for some pubic hair. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I don't either. I like that you interrupted me for a not funny joke. <laughs> you were like, and you know it's what's funny really funny? Yeah, I gathered. You know what's really fun is when you, anytime you go, <laughs> and you like point at me and have like, I've got something for you. I already know that it's going to be <laughs> I saw it on your face just, of just disbelief right off rip. No, no, no. It wasn't disbelief. I believed it. No. I knew it was happening. Uh, it was more disappointment, I think. <laughs> I was like, come on now. Come on. Come on, <laughs> come on man. This is what we're doing. Uh, I wrote. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry. My fucking head's still hurting from that. Like I've got a big bump on the side of my head. Oh, I thought you about your head was hurting about the thing I said, and I was like, "All right, man, like we can move yeah. on from yeah. it." Uh-oh. Oh, I've got a big old goose egg. Big old fat knot. Oh, so uh, yeah, August twenty twenty three is the release window that they gave us for Ahsoka, mm-hmm. as well as they gave us a full trailer. Um, it was, I think it was a good trailer, yeah. but I mean, it wasn't like yo, what? I think there was a bit of like, this is a very Star Wars trailer. Yeah. Um, but it didn't feel like, oh, really? You know what I mean? Oh, shit. I do think it was a pretty safe trailer. Did you see the trailer for the new Star Wars Visions? Uh-huh. Season two. Dude, that looks pretty good, too. Yes. Uh, furthermore, they kind of teased a second season already for Ahsoka. So oh, they said... First uh, time out yet. I know. They said, if this does well, maybe we'll get a second season. That was Rosario Dawson. She goes, it's up to y'all. I'm ready if you are. So it was more like, she just kind of thrown it out there. But mm-hmm. I wonder if it was like, gauge the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> get a second season. Everyone's like, yeah. And they're like, all right. So <laughs> or she's like, maybe it'll get a second season. And you just go like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't, I didn't watch Rebels. Neither have I. So I might watch just I a recap. Feel like them. yeah, that's kind of how I am at this point because because you know, everybody's like, "Yo, we saw motherfucking <laughs> Hera and Sabine and Chopper," and I'm like, hmm? yeah, who, "Who the fuck are they? You what now? Are you just saying words?" <laughs> uh, Mon Mothma, we did see, yeah, and I do like that. It's like, my God, she's coming back around. <laughs> you know, they got this chick in, and now she's like, she's in everything. It's like here. a nice touchstone of like, mm-hmm. there she is. You know, um, and kind of getting to see her in different points in time of like, yeah, you know, here she is in Andor as like just a politician, still a member of the Senate. You know, mm-hmm. she hasn't even defected yet. Uh, and then obviously seeing her in Rogue One early as like she is a member of the rebellion. Yeah. Uh, now, probably a similar thing in Ahsoka of depending on when Ahsoka takes place, she's either still a senator or they're getting ready to defect. But it seems like it's going to take place, you know, obviously after Rebels. So. She's oh yeah, it's after Rebels, so it does she's already defected? So is she like leading the New Republic, or oh. you know what's what's her role in all that? Right, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, to kind of see her at the end after the fact. Mm. Um, we didn't get to see Thrawn entirely. We just kind of saw like the back of his head, mm-hmm. but it is apparently the gentleman. Um, I got his name here. <laughs> fucking, he's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Lars Mik- Mikkelsen, which is he is actually Mads Mikkelsen's brother okay uh, but apparently he's the voice actor in rebels for oh. Thrawn. and oh. they're just like fuck it get him in yeah i mean that Paint makes him blue, sense, get him man. out there you yeah. know put red contacts on him and there he is <laughs> uh, but yeah they even mention here that uh ahsoka says as heir to the empire and so like, Jeez. so yeah the, the concept of that show obviously going to be uh seeking Thrawn, mm-hmm. and Thrawn probably doing some thronging. right <laughs> 
thrawning all over the place. <laughs> thrawning all up inside you. Hmm? <laughs> My God. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> they're talking about uh, Ezra Bridger is going to be in the show and shit, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah? <laughs> is that so? <laughs> yeah, because like, fellow Rebels character Ezra Bridger, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. I feel like a fucking imposter. <laughs> you know, I'm over here reporting on Star Wars going, who are these people? <laughs> who are you people? <laughs> what is happening? I'm just scrolling through to make sure I don't miss anything. Andor season two is aiming for an August 2024 premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, that'll be here before you know it. Apparently they showed an Acolyte trailer, which we kind of watched a little bit of a bootleg version. Yes. But it looks like it cut off early. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems pretty interesting. It looks really good. Uh, I'm interested. Uh, they compared it to Frozen meets Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're looking at a 2024 release window. Okay. But they don't have an exact date or even really sure. a time period. Just it'll be out next year. If it's not a fucking... If there's not a scene where there's a massacre going on with a music number, I will be rather upset. <laughs> so Leslie Headland, who who may, is making the show, mm-hmm. says that she pitched. She goes, "What I pitched to Kathleen Kennedy was Frozen meets Kill Bill. Shockingly, she didn't kick me out of the building. It's High Republic, near the beginning of the prequels, and an exciting part of the timeline. This is when the bad guys are outnumbered. They're the underdogs. I'm really excited for you guys to see the things you haven't seen in live action yet. Yeah, I." I, I we got talking about uh, how I think it'd be interesting for the main character to be. I'm curious if, since it's the old Republic, if it's the twins, they're big in well, it's, the. It's the, not old Republic; it's the High Republic, or right before yeah, the prequels. Excuse me, the High Republic, yeah. but still, that was the the era of the those twins, um, where like one of them was good and one of them was evil, but like the prophet said that they brought balance, and they did somehow. But then something goes wrong. I saw a whole thing about it, but... Oh, word. Yeah, I, I, I'm paraphrasing. Is it one of the CGI movies? Mm-mm. It was a book. Oh, word. Yeah, I saw it on TikTok. It was a book, and it was like explaining what they thought, you know, how it was relating to the new show coming out. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking. No, I'm, I've been like out of breath lately. Very breathy. Yeah. Dutch. I'm dying, Dutch. Uh, apparently, we got... I say we. If you were at Star Wars Celebration, you got to see some uh, skeleton crew stuff as well, which is like the the kids, mm-hmm. like the, you know, what what's the fucking movie? The Goonies. Yeah. It's kind of like the Goonies, but Star Wars. Uh, they showed off the directors for the episodes, which was John Watts, uh, David Lowry, The Daniels. Ooh. Uh, Jake Schreier. Jake Shearer. That's easy to say. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, which I was saying, I'm surprised she doesn't have a movie of her own yet. Right. Uh, and then Lee Isaac Chung, so mm. dope. And then, like you said, Star Wars: Tales of the Jedi is actually uh, yeah. You mentioned Visions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tales of the Jedi is getting a second season, which I still have to watch. Tales of the yeah. Jedi and Bad Batch is getting a third and final season, which I have to watch. Bad Batch. We did get that trailer for Visions Volume Two, which will gas. Uh, yeah, the Lando Calrissian series is definitely still happening, uh, according to Kathleen Kennedy. I would like to know more about Lando's character. Yeah. Uh, she goes, I can just tell you it's still happening, and he's very excited about it. She said, all but confirming that Glover is definitely on board. Yes. Um, she says, Taika Waititi is still working away on his Star Wars film. She basically said, like, he's writing the script himself. He doesn't really want to bring others into that process, and I don't blame him. He has a very, very unique voice, mm-hmm. which he's always kind of been that way, that he yeah. writes his own scripts and just does it himself. I believe he said that he, <laughs> the way he writes a script is he, like, writes a script, and then puts it away for like a year and then comes back and reads the script. Mm-hmm. 
and takes notes. He kind of reads it as somebody who's just reading the script, right? But not somebody that wrote time. it. And taking notes on like, why is that in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, why would you put that in there? And he said, and he basically takes out all the bits that don't, don't really make sense. make sense or don't matter. And that's a smart there. method to do. And then goes, okay, now let's fill in. So these are the parts that are good, either good or important or mm-hmm. make sense to be there. And then fills in again. And he goes, if you're trying to make a lot of movies, I don't, <laughs> don't recommend this method. But, you know, it works for me. And then we got a final gameplay trailer for... Star yeah. Wars Jedi Survivor, which is coming out later this month. Mm-hmm. Was it the 29th? 28th? Uh, 28th, I feel 28th. is correct. Uh, it doesn't say here, but yeah, I believe it's the 28th. And apparently, uh, Coruscant is in the game as a playable world. Oh, piss. But it may or may not be open world. Mm. So who knows? But it sounded like there's been a little bit of up and down on whether that is or isn't the case. Because some people are like, oh yeah, it's definitely an open world. And others are like, nah, not as much. Um, but yeah, that's really the major... What are you hoping for out of that? Do you want it to be an open world? I would like to see an open world course on I would too. Um, the only other thing from uh, the the Star Wars Celebration that I was like, yeah, that's funny or like worth noting, is Ewan McGregor was there and he was like, he really wants Obi-Wan season two. <laughs> but but they're just, there's not any plans for that yet. And he's just over there like, I would suck a dick for a season two, please. Yeah, me too. Please. I'm like... But I think, I think it delivered on the promise of an Obi Wan already. Of like, we got to see him invader. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, and then maybe he fucked off into the desert for the next ten years, and then you know, that's kind of what I thought it was. Is like yeah. it just had such a nice closure for everything. Of yeah, and like know. he he found the Force again. Yeah, you know, was able to use it and be in one with it and communicate with Qui Gon, and he's good. Like he's Gucci. The good the good ending. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's all the major major stuff from Star Wars Celebration. Mm. So let's just talk about Tetris, baby. Let's hop right in it. <laughs> let's jump in it. You got a synopsis pulled up? I do, actually. Uh, so first of all, motherfucker, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Bingo. 61 Metascore. The critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 82, and the audience gave it an 88. So the synopsis, the story of how one of the world's most popular video games found its way to players around the globe. Businessman Hank Rogers and Tetris inventor Alexei Pajitnov joined forces in the USSR, risking it all to bring Tetris to the masses. That's right. So what are your spoiler-free plot thoughts? As far as the plot, I thought the plot held a lot of consistency to it. Uh-huh. Um, I think going in, kind of explaining everything, like the business aspect of it, yeah. was in a way where it felt slow enough, or fast enough to the point where it wasn't dragging. Right. But slow enough to the point where it didn't feel like you didn't get lost, right? You know, I'm yeah. I'm able to keep pace with it, yeah. And like, there's just a lot of consistency in that, and uh, almost as like the sense of like the constant buildup of suspense until uh-huh. the climax happened. Then it's like, what's gonna happen next? Yeah. You know. Um. So, I thought the the plot for it was really good yeah yeah i said you know kind of you know similar similar things there uh where i you know i thought that it did a good job of establishing all of like the parties involved basically Mm -hmm. and explaining what their relationships to each other were yes so that when certain twists or layers were peeled back you were able to go okay who does that impact or what does this mean Mm -hmm. right and then like you said the tension was built really well uh, and Morgan and I both found ourselves kind of laughing at times only because we were like, like, this is allegedly right. The true story. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's, there's so much like actual 
drama and tension in the story. KGB's involved. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a Soviet like story. Yeah. Uh, it's a Cold War story. Um, and then I did think that the thriller aspects of the film took a bit of time to really sink in, but once they did, I they paid yeah, off. Yeah, I think so. How about your characters and chemistry over there, girl? So as far as like characters and uh, chemistry, I really enjoyed Hank and um, I'm blanking on the Alexi. The um, guy who made Tetris? Yes. I really like their relationship, and we'll dive more into yeah. it in spoilers. Um, but just at first, you know, Hank being a game developer yeah. himself, which we see in the very beginning of the movie, yeah. um, kind of fangirling mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of like trying to work his way up to get to know this guy. Yeah. I, I just thought that was really interesting, as well as I really liked the, what was the businessman who is... Was it Alexi's lawyer who... Well, the are you talking about the guy that works for the USSR? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed him and Hank's relationship, which... Yeah, again, like their we'll, dynamic, yeah. We'll have to talk more in. Yeah, and I don't know if I call it a relationship, sense. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Their, their dynamic of, I guess, negotiations. Yeah. Um, I just want to find that gentleman's name, because he, he's a pretty large piece of the pie. Uh, let's see. I just had it. Everybody, I was trying to pull up the list of actors here. There he is. Uh, Nikolai Belikov. Mr. Belikov. Mr. Belikov. But so I really enjoyed their interactions that they yeah. had. Um, I guess I just really enjoyed Mr. Belikov's character uh-huh. um, as far as in the sense of how he, how he is treated and how he treats other people. Yeah. There's an interesting wrinkle because the setting is like literally maybe the final year of the USSR. Yeah. And that kind of keeps coming up a bit without getting too spoilery. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a weird thing to be like without spoiling history, right? Right. The USSR dissolves in 1989, <laughs> right? Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but this takes place in 88. And so there's like, there's a lot of references or, or statements basically of a lot of people inside the like government of the mm-hmm. USSR basically being like, the writing's on the wall. This thing's falling apart. Like this thing's done. Yeah. Um, and so it is interesting to see how different people inside the machine react to that mm-hmm. of like how you know, each one of them think differently and yeah. how differently they think. Yeah. And I think Belikov's role in that is a, is a big part mm-hmm. of that. Um, I thought that Taron Edgerton, like I said in my notes here, he turns in a pretty good performance as Hank Rogers. I don't see him get an Oscar for it, but I believed him. No, you know absolutely. I mean? You know, I'm not like, wow, he blew me away. But that, like I that mean, mustache, that mustache is kicking. Yeah. He, Taron Edgerton's just a handsome man. Mm-hmm. And I think the, you know, Put a mustache on him. Fuck it. Yeah, he he pulls it off. Mm-hmm. He's got a good like his head's a little wide, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. And I think the mustache fits perfectly right in the middle of that big old wide head. I look like a big old lump of lard. So well, that's not true. <laughs> uh, the Maxwells were douches. Yeah, hard, hard. Fuck them. Yeah, um, and then just in general, I enjoyed how the the people's stories kind of interweave and yeah how they interweave yeah and they're intertangled at times Mm -hmm. and you're like what the fuck is going on here who's double crossing who or you know trying to really pull back the layers and there is enough of an aspect of like i think i know what's happening here right you know where when it does all come out you're like yep that's what i thought yep but then that makes sense too right because it's like well it's reality i mean it's yeah you know when you think about it yeah that makes sense i'm sure it's been embellished you know, and mm-hmm. I think we'll talk about that. But in general, it's 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 a real story, so it's not going to be like. I do think that's interesting. Like in a third, 
third-party perspective when we look at things we can point things out rather than being there uh-huh. in the moment because then it's like we just can't yeah see it like that yeah well it's that beauty of hindsight and mm-hmm. you know um a little bit of situational irony yeah. where we know the truth that the people involved the, in the story uh, yeah. don't. The story does not. Uh, you know, how do we rate shit around here? I'm ready to just talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. You can either be you know, overwhelmed, which mm-hmm. means you were very satisfied with the film. You enjoyed it. You can be underwhelmed, which means you weren't that satisfied with it. There was a bunch of flaws. You didn't like it. That yeah. was Garbo. Or you can always meet right in the middle and be simply, simply whelmed. I think we're just three, two, one. Yeah. Three, two, one. Overwhelmed. Overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was very impressed with that movie. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I mean, I, I was impressed with the trailer. You know, mm-hmm. I liked the trailer. It seemed like, why does that look good? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, it is a Tetra, you know, a movie about the founding I think, of Tetris. And I thought, I kind of thought, well, I don't know what, if that's going to be as exciting as they want it to seem. I thought it was deserving to be in theaters. Yeah, I could see going to this. Yeah. But I also know that like, uh, you know, a biopic ain't going to get asses in seats. Right. And, you know, they probably had to roll the dice on. Well, Apple is willing to pay us X amount of dollars right up front here. Right, and just pay and we'll just, for it. Yeah, and we'll just take that, right? Which, I mean, smart, you know. Now, Apple might want to start looking at going the Netflix route of still putting movies out in theater. What Netflix movies did they put out in theater? Technically, uh, Knives Out. Oh. Um, and then All Quiet on the Western Front got a oh. theatrical release, things like that. I do wish that Netflix would just start doing longer theatrical runs. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I mean, I could see streamers doing that. I mean, that makes you know? sense to me. I mean, you figure that's how uh, All Quiet on the Western Front got. That's the little, like, asterisk on how they get nominated for Oscars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is they have to be released in cinemas. In cinemas. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. But, uh, spoilers, baby. Like, just, let's, let's spoil it. You want to yeah. start? Sure. So, I mean, just starting from the top, when he, the suspense building as Hank slowly starts to figure out that um the Maxwells have the really Maxwells him. well that and the Maxwells don't have yeah. the rights to the you know any of the games. Yeah. Uh besides just the arcade game. Well, no no no. The computer or the computer, the PC. The PC rights. Yeah, but they didn't have the arcade or the handheld or the yeah. console. Yeah. And I did like that that came about just simply because the lack of knowledge inside the USSR where like they filter out outside knowledge. Mm-hmm. They don't have gaming systems there. No. They don't understand that a computer, you need to really define what you mean by a personal computer. Right. You know, uh, in, in your contracts. Cause that, you know, you left it vague enough that they felt that they could get away with buying the computer rights. Uh, the SNES is technically a computer, mm-hmm. you know, there's a computer inside the arcade machines, right? Yeah, and then cuts them out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, that was an interesting, like, now the USSR thinks that he stole <laughs> the rights. Yeah, they're trying to get everything all figured out with him and Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Belikov. But what I really liked about Mr. Belikov's relationship with Hank and the interactions is early on, we got to see Hank kind of being an honest man yeah. all, you know, through and through. Yeah. And Mr. Belikov does believe him to the point where he leaves the room to try to like figure this, is this out. Is he right? Like, yeah. is he onto something, something that I can't see? Yeah. And then as he's doing it, he's like, oh, yeah, oh, he, he is. is. Yeah. And so and he brings him his contract. <laughs> yeah. Let me read this contract here. And then basically is like, all right, how should I fix this? Yeah. I just really like that dynamic of like him needing him, uh-huh. but like not wanting to admit that he needs him. Yeah. Because, you know, Hank is just a, a naturally a good character. Yeah, or like a good person. good person. So like he naturally just full wants disclosure. To... By the by, um, 
Hank Rogers and Alexei uh, Pajatov, what did I say mm-hmm. the last name was, uh, are both executive producers on this film. So, oh, really? yeah, so there might be a little bias towards them, right? Sure. You know what I mean? Where it's like, well, maybe Hank's not a great guy. Right. right. But I did like that they kind of included some personal conflict with like him and his family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I doubt it was as neatly oh, you know, sure. tied up at the end, right? But, right. You know, Hank seems to be a generally good guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're trying to you know, figure out all the rights and everything. And mm-hmm. Hank decides, well, fuck it. I got to go to Moscow because, you know, the Maxwell's don't have the rights and I need to go try to buy them. Yeah. And, uh, when he goes out there, he goes in as a tourist, Yeah, but he's going it'll in take for months to get a business visa. Mm-hmm. But if you try to conduct business as, wa- a, as tourist. a tourist, it's a felony. Yeah. Cause you, you were fraudulent mm-hmm. on your visa. And so, you know, that that's kind of the, the first big risk yeah, that we like, see. He's just kind of bold. He's just going into the yeah, and like, into the Soviet Union and I was like, I am a tourist. Yeah, I'm here to meet with whoever made Tetris so I can buy it. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about that part is when he does do that and like you start to see everybody out in the like just the real world and they're all yeah. just kind of watching them because they're all in. Yeah. All in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because so, I mean, you figure they, when he gets to like... Their, I guess, customs, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like scanning his passport and everything. And as soon as he gets there, they like send his stuff down to, yeah, the KGB because they what they said he was. He said he was, he's Dutch, but he was born in he was he was born in the ra- Netherlands, raised in New York. His family's Dutch, and he lives in Tokyo with his wife. Yeah, and so it's like, mm, what? Yeah, what do you? What's your deal here? Yeah, right? and you're just visiting the USSR for funsies, you know? <laughs> Don't think so. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> yeah, you're not that guy, pal. Um, so I thought, you know, just and then right off rip, we get introduced to Sasha. Yes, which is his train or well, yeah, his translator, translator. But I thought she was also like a. Uh, oh geez, it starts with a C. No, what is it like when you go to hotels and they'll like concierge? Concierge. No, I don't think so because he doesn't meet her at the hotel. Mm. He's going around. He goes to like. Oh, that's right. She bumps into him. Air quote. Air quote. Yeah. Right. Uh, where he's been just asking a lot of questions of like, how can I find what he thinks is a company? Yeah. What is it, El, Elcog or Elcor? Elorg. Elorg. And that's like, it's a government agency. Yeah. Who's like, who manages electronic property rights mm-hmm. in the USSR. And he's just walking around. How can I get to Elorg? <laughs> and you know, everyone's like, don't fucking you, talk to me. Yeah, get away from me. Like, and he does. He gets shunned by everybody. And they're just, nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, sir. And, and so then Sasha pops up and is like, I can be your translator. Uh, and unsurprisingly, she ends up being a KGB agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he's like, he's basically been given a KGB <laughs> escort, essentially. She takes him to a Lorg, and that's how he meets Belikov and gets mm-hmm. through all the, the negotiations. But um, the Maxwells and, uh, God, I can't think of the guy's name, Mr. Stein, was that it? Yeah. Yeah. That, again, that's kind of the interweaving. Like, <laughs> there's so many layers to product ownership mm-hmm. where Stein owns the rights. He works for the Maxwell's and they're all licensing the games out to other people. And, and it's just this, you know, oddly enough, it's like a Russian doll. Yeah. You know, just keep taking one layer off or something, there's somebody underneath. else underneath. And when it all gets down to the bottom, the guy at the top of the list stole or, you know, cheated the Russians out of their contract mm-hmm. a little bit. And so now Hank doesn't own rights to, Anything. What he thinks he does. Yeah. And so he needs the help of Nintendo to 
basically bankroll them to get the game. And Nintendo really did. Yeah, they, they came were in clutch. like, yeah, they saw that potential. And I thought when I when we first when I first saw it, I thought that they were gonna turn them down uh-huh. like real hard after the Game Boy. But no, they were like, this shit's got potential. We yeah. got we got to hop on this. And then they started yeah. like freaking out later on when they found out when they thought Atari bought it. Yeah, but he comes to them as like. Nobody, nobody has this no, yet. No, no, no. Atari doesn't have it because mm-hmm. nobody does. the The handheld rights don't exist. Yeah, and then you know, basically takes all those scientists out. He's like, yeah. "You need to get in your jet and yeah. come out here yeah, now." Well, yeah, the two, the uh, the the president and the VP mm-hmm. of Sony or of Nintendo in the U.S. He, you know, they're like, what do you need from us? And he's like, I need you and your motherfucking checkbooks <laughs> on a plane with me. We're to going to Moscow. Moscow. We're gonna get this shit now. Uh, and you know, cause it, it's all coming apart that like the Maxwell's ha- are like friends with fucking Gorbachev no. who is the leader of, they hired him. No, 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 no. Gorbachev is the leader of Russia. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and Mr. Maxwell keeps like, you know, me and Gorbachev are pals, yeah. you know? And uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, but you ain't got no money, friend. Bro, he's supposed to be a billionaire, but got uh, his money. He's got he got his funny up, not, not his, his money, money up. <laughs> and yeah, so that that's kind of what, that was one of the things that I was pretty sure of early on mm-hmm. that he didn't have money, right? Because uh, you know his, his, big, his son's like liar. son's like uh, dad. I heard that uh, people's pension was just missing and they were shredding papers. What's that about? And he's like, it's just a little quirk, son. It'll work itself out. <laughs> It'll work you itself know? out. He's like, all right, word, daddy. I'm going to Russia. <laughs> deuce, 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 deuce. But uh, they have an agent high up in in, in the KGB mm-hmm. that they kind of just have on the bankroll to basically make sure that I'll pay you X amount of money if you make sure that the Maxwells get the rights to Tetris. Right. So they've got a guy on the inside who's making a concerted effort to not take Nintendo's offer, even though Nintendo's offer is, is like more fair. Is the best offer. Yeah. Um, they even agreed to give like what a dollar of every unit sold. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 50 cents for console and per, and per well, handheld. Yeah. Well, so it's 50 cents uh, per unit sold. And then Belikov counters with a dollar and they're like, perfect. Sign it. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, whatever, dude. It's fine. Yeah, we'll take it. And I did like that, like, you know, you kind of know, right, that, uh, yeah, that's a great deal because Tetris is one of the highest selling games of all time. Right. Right. But to then see it, like, you know, explained at the end in the black screens of, like, you know, here's what happened to the Maxwells and here's what happened to them and them. Yeah. And it was like, Tetris <laughs> was like the, the motherfucking to this day. shit. Yeah. Yeah. One of the highest. To this day. Yeah. <laughs> to this day. <clears throat> um, we're kind of a little bouncing around a bit, I feel. A little bit. But, uh, I mean, it, it's a pretty basic story. I mean, it's not... Yeah. I mean, it's not... And that's not a, a bad thing. Mm-mm. I just mean it's not like a... Okay, so here's what happened. Right. right? The one thing I did like that I wanted to point out yeah. uh, specifically was the car chase and how, like, they hit the wall and they turned yeah, a little pixely. pixely. I thought and that then at was... one point they even have, like, top-down driving. Yeah. And I thought that was a little interesting. I thought that was pretty cool of how... Yeah. They just you know threw it in there just cause yeah fuck it yeah you know. we still got some budget left and I, I really like that aspect of it. Yeah. I thought it was funny and different. That's one of those things that I wonder you know about. That feels like an embellishment of like a literal car chase out of Russia. Yeah, you know probably. What did but I say the other it day? Exciting. Yeah, when we first got that talking about, is it, like they might have been being tailed. Yeah, it's just tailing them. But you know, for a movie, it's a bit more exciting if they're getting chased. Chased, yeah, you know, which is fine. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, if the basic premise is still. Still true. Um, and then, yeah, you know, he pays to get Alexi 
and his family out of All, Russia mm-hmm. after the Soviet Union dissolves. Yeah. Which that part then, was sad. Yeah. But like happy sad, you know? Yeah. But it's that thing of like, they just have to leave. I did like the, because I kind of set it ahead of the movie mm-hmm. where, you know, he and his wife are watching the news when they're kind of wrapping everything up at the end of the movie. It's yeah. Showing, Here's what happened to Hank and everything. And they're watching like, basically the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. The, the red flag has been taken down at the Kremlin mm-hmm. and his wife asks, you know, Alexi's wife asks now. him like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? And he says, probably both. And that's kind of what I said to Morgan. I was like, it's, it's both, uh-huh. you know, because, you know, look at where Russia's at now. Right? Right. We know what was going to happen. And again, and like you said, it's that hindsight, that third party of like, well, yes, the Soviet Union was bad. Russia seems to maybe not be 100% better. <laughs> right. But uh, they're different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To an extent. Uh, you know, fascist, not socialist. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they, they get taken back to the U.S. And he, Alexei and, and Hank form the Tetris Company. And uh, are probably very, very rich gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, you figure the starting check was $5 million that Hank gets, and that mm-hmm. absolves his $3 million in debt to uh, the bank. The bank. And, you know, probably helps their little company out, mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. some monies. I do wonder what his royalties were off of Nintendo. Did he say in the dealing? I don't think they said any royalties right off rip. Yeah. But also, but he, he just took a check under. for five milli. Yeah, ain't a bad deal. No, 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 no. But uh, but considering he had three million dollars debt, debt, you know, still two million. But for the I, for the uh, for the eighties, eighties, yeah, eighties yeah. into the nineties, yeah, that's not a bad not a bad gig. Yeah, um, I really liked how Alexi and Hank when when they go out on the town. No, or before when they're looking on the computer, when they're looking on the computer, and, and they both have a bit of that nerd moment yeah. where. They oh, improve the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, because, you know, uh, in the very original version of Tetris, when you get a, you know, like, say, four lines in a row that are all full. It's still just Only one, the, the one. bottom line disappears. And mm-hmm. Hank's like, I got to ask, why didn't you, why wouldn't all four rows go away? And Lexi basically goes, uh, I just, no, it didn't occur to me. Like, I never thought of it. Yeah. And, and then just, like, well, let's, let's do it. They just, you know, it. code it real quick and. Yeah, it doesn't work right away, and then they fix it a little bit. Oh, mm-hmm. there it is. That's what we're looking for. And they're both like, oh. Yeah, slapping each other on yeah. the back, you know, like, holy shit, oh, like, shit we're doing, we're doing it. it. You know? But, and uh, and I do like the idea that Hank is a much better uh, businessman than he is a game, game developer. developer. And Alexi definitely seems to be a game developer. Yeah, right? rather than a businessman. And so it makes sense that the Tetris company... I wonder if they've done anything... Besides other that? Other than Tetris. You really wouldn't need to. No, 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 no. But I'm just curious, like, did they ever, did the Tetris company in the 90s go, what if we made a shooter? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, or, they made so many variations of Tetris, I feel like. Same yeah. thing like stuff like Angry Birds. Yeah. Right? There's so many variations of it. Yeah. You can just keep going back to that well. Yeah. But, uh, It's no, always I, wet. I enjoyed it. I really did like it. I Again, I think it deserved a theatrical, uh, release. A theatrical release for how good it was. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, it's a, a relatively basic film. Uh, it's a yeah. biopic, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We know how it was going to end. Right. The, the only spoiler down was Tetris gets made. Yeah. You know, because Tetris does, in fact, get made. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything else that you're like, I got to mention that? I just figured I'd mention the part where um, Hank's translator did try to seduce him being a part of the KGB. Yeah. And he, I did oh. really like the fact that he said no and stood his ground. And he was yeah, like, I'm, I'm a married man. I'm a married man. Yeah. Um, now, I wonder, did they get pictures of them like. In real life, do they get pictures of them like porking? 
You know what I mean? Oh. And and for the movie, yeah, he just she kissed him and he was like, "Hey, I'm a married man." Yeah. You know what I mean? Was that one of the embellishments? Right? Could be. Could be. You know. But and then they do try to use that against him because mm-hmm. again, since everyone was watching, they got a picture, got a picture of, of yeah, it was intentional. Mm-hmm. She tried to seduce him just so they could get the picture of them kissing because the KGB straight up shows up at his his, at his office. Oh yeah, his office and like vaguely threatens his children. Yeah, says that they're very beautiful kids. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah, it's like nice kids you wouldn't want anything to happen to them. You know. <laughs> Yeah, hate hate if they got sick and fell. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, it was a good movie. Yeah. I the only problem I think I'd have to say is I really didn't buy the relationship him, Maya, and his wife had. Mm-hmm. But it just felt pretty insignificant to yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So maybe a little when they try to have like that touchy feeling. Yeah. Kind of. Like, yeah. yeah. It did feel a little like. Eh. Yeah, it did feel like there was meant you know, to be a bit of like home drama i suppose yeah. like his his family was on the line but it, but it never really felt like it was you just because it didn't play such a, a big enough role yeah whereas i think that could have been something that you lean a little bit more heavily on was like because that's the part that i don't know you know i know that he gets tetris right right but i don't know what it costs right does he lose his family to it you know what i mean as far as like house. yeah yeah he, yeah, he, he literally he, literally bought the house mm-hmm. he put a 100 percent lean on his home <laughs> Jesus. And then I just come home and be like, baby, don't be mad. <laughs> Hear me out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I could think of that I was like, yeah, I definitely want to mention that is the there's a line from Alexi where they go to a nightclub and they're the song, the final countdown comes on and he's like, yo, I fucking love this song. You guys all know the words of this song. And Alexi says something to the effect of good ideas have no borders. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, you know, Tetris is famous worldwide and it got out of the USSR and <laughs> God damn it, the final countdown's a good song, man. Yeah. <laughs> it he, made it in. He's like, everyone knows the lyrics. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know. Good ideas, no, no, have no boundaries or have no borders. But uh, that's all I got, kid. What about you? I mean, yeah, that's everything I had to, to talk about it. Um, again, yeah, I think it, it deserved a theatrical release. Yeah. I don't think it's like one of my top favorite movies, but no, I do but think yeah. for what it is, it's, it's a, a very, very good movie. Yeah. yeah. I really liked it. So then. Uh, <laughs> What you been thinking about there, kid? I think what you meant to say is, Welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. So, I didn't really think about it, and I probably should have. I know I said I was going to talk about it this week, and I should have talked about it last week, because the solar eclipse technically was yesterday. It was on the 8th. And then the next one that's coming up is going to be in September. Uh, but this you mean a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse? A solar eclipse. Where the moon passes in front of the sun? Mm-hmm. I was fairly certain I was looking at it today at work. Because I looked up passing over where we're at. So, like, it'd be visible for us. I think the next solar eclipse was, like, that was until 2024. Oh, April 8th of 2024, you're correct. Then there's another one that is supposed to be here. Here, I can find out the exact day. October 14th of 2023. Where does it go go over? Uh, It looks like... partial? It begins... It's only going to be there for two hours and 45 minutes. And then it looks like it's going to be through Texas up to the corner of California. So we're really not going to be able to see it because we're in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, But I did want to talk about solar eclipse. It was just something that, and this one's going to be kind of short. It's just more like facts and some legends of what the solar eclipse is. Do you have the story about uh, Columbus? No. All right, cool. Good. Can I interject when you get done? Is this your corner? Yeah. What? No. <laughs> no. No. No, of course. I always encourage you to. 
Go, go ahead and start off with that then. So I, and it's, I'm going to level with you. I know the story, the, the gist of the story. Um, I, enough to say, I believe it was Columbus. Mm-hmm. It was one of the Spanish, uh, you know, who, who rolled up on the, the natives mm-hmm. uh, in some of the Caribbean islands. But basically they were like, hey, we, uh, on the real, we need food from y'all. And they like only had like this, this particular tribe or village mm-hmm. only harvested. Like they didn't have surplus. Right. They only had enough food for, well, no, well, like we need this food. Yeah. Right? Like, we can't spare any food. Uh, sorry, guys. And they were like, if you don't give us this food in three days, our God will destroy, will take the sun away and the sky will be black. Okay. You know? Okay. And because they were Spanish and they had uh, already done maps of the stars and all mm-hmm. that, they knew for a fact that a solar eclipse was coming. Huh. And a solar eclipse comes, and imagine the, the native population. The horror. Yeah, being like, holy fuck. Here. It's all yours, and man. They gave them food. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. that. And they gave them, you know, a, 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 a tribe that could not spare it, right? Gave up their food to the conquerors. Because they used science. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it's uh, survival of Check the fittest, me. I guess. But the first one I wanted to talk about, I know that you'll get a kick out of. Yeah. Uh, just like some legends of what is the solar eclipse, what causes it, you know, and stuff like that. And some of these date back from like way, way back. Yeah. But the first one I wanted to talk about is going to be of Skull and Haiti. Uh, chase the chasing the moon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the Nordic yeah, uh, the wolves. Moon, yeah, um, and the the whole thing behind them is something has angered them, and so they're just on this constant chase of the yeah. sun and the moon. But you know they'll never be able to catch it, and that's right. the whole thing that kind of keeps it. But when they do, Ragnarok happens. Right, and you know we've talked about it in God of War of what Ragnarok is. Right. So. Uh, I won't go too much further into that, but that was the the first one I saw. Yeah. The second one I saw, I thought was really really interesting, and it's called it's the uh, Rahu, which is the beheaded Asura. So it is a it's the god or the deity of Rahu, originally known as I, mean, I might butcher some of these names, so do forgive me. As Svar Banu, the wrathful demigod, uh, sought to live forever by drinking, and he drank this nectar called. Um, Amarita, okay. the nectar of uh, immortality, and Lord uh, Vishnu. I thought you were gonna say Lord Vader. Lord Vader, no, Lord what Vishnu yeah. wouldn't stand for this. However, um, Rahu beheaded him. Yeah, and he sent him flying out, you know, way out in space. Yeah, and every so often, Lord Vishnu comes back around to try to eat the sun. Okay, to, as as revenge. Yeah, and that's but since he's beheaded. Yeah. You know, no matter how many times he eats it, it's yeah, coming right out of the neck. neck. Yeah. So he'll never really be able to get that proper revenge. Yeah. I thought that one was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, another one that I saw here, and this will be the last one I talk about. Like I said, it was fairly short. Yeah. It's called the Perry, P-E-R-I. P-E-R-I, okay. Mm-hmm. Perry. 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 Does it have an astro- or a, uh, an accent over the I, or is it just P-E-R-I? P-E-R-I. Yeah, so maybe Perry. And uh, this was supposed to be in ancient Persia. Okay. Um, so it says here that back in the 6th century BC, the Peri were small winged humanoids in the pre-Zoroastrian Zoroastrianism? Parisian traditions, like the other fairy folk and global myth. Yeah. The relationship with the humans ranged from casual belo- 
benevolence to mischievous destruction. According to the folk historian Carol Rose, uh, they might help you out in a tough spot, uh, ruin your crops, or darken the sun. So <laughs> yeah, some it's a roll of the dice. You know, yeah. So, yeah. So it just depends. And it, I mean, it doesn't really go into any more specifics of that, except for the example here that it gives me of it was like legend detail that it was helping or peasants, mm-hmm. but then ruining riches for the kings. So okay. almost like a Robin Hood kind yeah, of thing. Right. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting thing of where does this winged humanoid come right. that help poor people and take away from kings? Right, yeah. Is that is that just like a... And then let me throw you a further one. Do it. Because of this, and uh, here let me find the exact connection I saw. Version. Mm-hmm. People connect this to Mothman. Okay. And their whole reason for the connection between them is because... They're winged humanoids. They're, well, yeah, the one, they're, they're winged humanoids. But then two, it, some believe that Mothman was there to help. Right. You know, try to warn people to yeah. get off the bridge and yeah, others Yeah, he was trying think, to tell them the bridge was going to collapse. Mm-hmm. And other people think that he caused the He caused collapse. the collapse. So they think that has a lot of correlation to the Paris mm-hmm. uh, because of, you know, they're not sure. They're not yeah. quite sure yeah, what he, it is. Is he hero? Yeah, is he friend? Is he foe? But I, I, you know, again, it was a pretty short one. But yeah. I just thought those were cool stories about him. You know, yeah, and I'm and excited. That's the kind of stuff that always fascinates me. Right? Is like most of those are like religious mm-hmm. tales, and I mean that's kind of what makes those old religions kind of fascinating to me. Of like, yeah. a lot of it was you could tell was just them trying to explain the way the world works. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, we don't know why there's a day and night. Right. Right. But maybe it's because these wolves are chasing the sun and the moon around, and mm-hmm. you know that's how we have the change of day. I think if if I had a pick, dude, I would love to be in like the time era where like Norse mythology was bumping, like people believed. Yeah, you'd like to just be raided and killed in the eight hundreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'd be doing the killing. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No. No. <laughs> But, uh, You'd be cowering, please, sir. <laughs> sir, as God is my witness. But uh, yeah, no, I thought that was really cool. But if you uh, had any more interesting facts about the sun or the moon or wolves chasing them, you can definitely let us know. Yeah, yeah. It's simply well, uh, mailbag at gmail dot com. But uh, Colin, what do you even think about? So I'm, I'm still working my way through Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I've I've got it on the hardest difficulty. I mentioned yeah. last week, and it is still still kicking my ass. <laughs> I played. Chapter five, mm-hmm. I think, or chapter six, whichever chapter it is. True. Um, I got the first real boss fight mm-hmm. where you fight the village chief. Wolf jazz. I, I mean, oh, yeah, like I died. <laughs> You're spanked. I, I told Morgan, I was like, oh, man, you know, because at the end of every chapter, you get like a chapter summary mm-hmm. and it'll tell you like how accurate you were, how many times you were, how enemies, how many enemies you killed, how accurate you were, how many times you died, and then how many times you took damage. Mm hmm. I took damage 22 times, which was, I was like, oh, okay. But in the hard mode, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Because it doesn't take much to mm. kill you. I died 18 times. Holy piss. And I was like, I got a level yet. Yeah, I didn't think I did <laughs> that bad. Like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, I didn't think I did that Oof. bad. God damn. But uh, <laughs> I did. I literally had to like take it. Like we watched Tetris last night. And then I was like, 
all right, I got to take another crack at this guy. <laughs> and I loaded it up first time back in. I, I got him. And I was like, I just, I'm too I just, fucking I just good. needed a break. You know, I was getting too, it too locked easy being in. Greasy, you yeah, know? it ain't easy being me, baby girl. Uh, and then I, I got to get caught up on the Mandalorian. I'm way behind. So do I. I'm so fucking Apparently behind. Lizzo and Jack Black are in the most recent episode. And I don't Which know I, I hear. That, but, yeah. But uh, but I don't know the context because I ain't watched it. Mm-hmm. So I got to get caught up. I, I, I hear a lot of mixed things. Yeah. I hear a lot of people are saying like, that's cool. They played a cool part. Or, or people are excited that they're going to play a cool part. And then I hear that everyone just, you know, it's like their names. Yeah. They're just like, why do they, yeah, yeah. they got to be? Yeah. They're just reaching out for different audiences. Right. And I was like, I can see that as well. So yeah. it just it just depends. Yeah, because I can see that especially with Lizzo because she's so not in, you know, like, what, Lizzo? She's a singer, right? You know I what I mean? I can see Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black makes more sense. He's still a little bit of a, ooh, you got to be careful sprinkling Jack Black into anything because he can come off as just Jack Black. Yeah. Right, you know. Um, I mean, to, to the extent of, we, we didn't get to go see Super Mario, but I've seen like a specific clip on TikTok quite a bit. I have I've been skipping past all it's of them. literally Bowser singing a ballad about Peach <laughs> and it's like it's that's just Jack Black stretching to sing. That's cool with me. You know, which is fine, right? But, but it's if you had somebody else playing Bowser, they wouldn't have done that. Right. Right. Which, you know, is again, if you get Jack Black, you, you Jack Blackify him and I don't know if that belongs in Star Wars. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, yeah, that's all I've been thinking about. I'm just I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil still. I've really been thinking about fucking Minecraft lately. Yeah, like I still can't get it up. I you know I think I've come to the conclusion. <laughs> they make pills for that. Tried them. I still can't get it up. Still, says. like I tried. I tried the one with the rhino on it. I tried the one with the giraffe. I tried the ones at the gas station. I like I've taken multiple. Like yeah. past the legal limit, and yeah. nothing's happening. I went to cardiac arrest though. No, um, I forget what I was saying. You can't get Minecraft to work. Yeah, I can't get Minecraft to work at all. And like, I've just come to the conclusion that I will, in fact, have to just buy it again. Buy it again, create a new account. So, Microsoft, you're listening to this shit. Fuck you. Help me out. Yeah, just give me the oh, game. Yeah. Okay, you know, just help me. help me. That's all I'm asking. I have the game already. Just let me download it and play it. Like that's all I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, you got a whole ass different computer. Yeah, and it's and still, still work, let me which do tells it. us that it's something it's the on account. your account. Yeah. Somehow. So I'm just gonna. Which sucks though, because we're not gonna. At least on my end, we're not gonna have the worlds that we did, and we built a dope ass lighthouse. Well, those were all on my side. Would I still be able to join that world? Yeah, you wouldn't have your inventory, mm-hmm. but you'd be able to join them. But also, I feel like we haven't played that in so long. Yeah. I would just want to create a new yeah, world. We just start over, and we're gonna mod the fuck out of that bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. But that's all I've been thinking about. All right. Well, then again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed the episode, be sure to give it a great review. Tell your friends about us. Word of mouth, obviously, is a big old helper. Uh, and make sure you're liking, following, subscribing on your audio streaming service of choice. That way you're getting notified whenever we post. Uh, usually in the wee hours of the Wednesday, but, uh, you know, somewhere between <laughs> noon and eight or midnight and eight seems mm-hmm. to be when we're hitting the pocket. Um, you're going to hit what in my pocket? You heard me right in the pocket. Mm. Chris, if people want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback, ask us questions. How would they do that? Yeah, of course. You can always take a look at us on, you know, Instagram, Facebook. It's going to be Simply Whelmed Podcast. You know, our Twitter handle is Whelmed underscore Simply. You can always send us an email, suggestion, story to reads, video games to talk about, movies to watch. Yeah. Undying love for the, you know, religion of the whelmed. (laughs) 
um, you know, and just let us know at simply mailbag at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> next week for real, we're going to go see Super Mario Brothers. It's a me, Mario. Mario. <laughs> uh, and the final season of Barry is premiering on Sunday. Oh. So we might do a double header. <laughs> Damn, I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude. I see so much shit about Barry on my TikTok yeah, oh, yeah. all the time. I get a lot of movie clips over top of like Subway or servers. So do I. Dude, yeah, so do I. Like, I, I get a lot of like, and you know, I, I've got. I get so sucked into him too. <laughs> I've got Forrest Gump going like, he's so smart, Jenny. You know, and that's just fucking someone cutting soap beneath <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, that's a good movie, you know. <laughs> Or like I, I literally got one that was soap cutting or like the kinetic sand mm-hmm. and it was beneath the fucking Superman <laughs> from Iron Giant. And I'm like, this is bizarre. Like how bad is our attention span that you've got to give me something to look at mm-hmm. while I'm looking at a fucking movie clip? Yep. That's not good. I always thought they did that for copyright reasons. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But those videos do better. Really? Yeah. Like those videos perform better, on like as far prefer, as algorithmically. I always prefer just seeing the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people are down bad. And then there's literally those junk accounts that just, <laughs> just are an AI reading a Reddit thread while someone's doing Minecraft parkour. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yep. What is this? I always get those, and I hate them, but yeah. love them so much. Yeah. Like I double tap them, and then go, "Why is this all I fucking get?" <laughs> you know. Yeah, My TikTok has been dry of like quality memes. It's just been shit. Yeah. So I gotta try to fuck around with the ag- algorithm. algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. I either get like I've got some dry spells where it's like, man, TikTok's stupid now. But the, those spells are wet. They're <laughs> yeah. wet, wet. And then sometimes I'm just getting like people full on flashing themselves. Yep. And you're like, how is this happening? How is this allowed? I'm TikTok. Gonna, TikTok I'm gonna double got- tap it because. I've got a pulse. TikTok got banned in Florida. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, That's not all they're banning in Florida, but we won't go no, there. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but they banned it, I think, in like all campuses, like uh, college campuses in, in, in the state of Florida. Rock on. You, you cannot have a TikTok. But that doesn't Stop make sense. Yeah. yeah, that was like... How does that, hey, that kind of work? That's the end of the show, Chris. <laughs> Let's tell everybody bye. Bye.